And now I'm recording over here on Audacity, so I've got both going. So what was the question? What? Megan. <laughs> Test. Hello. Okay, great. Uh, uh, what was my question? I'm very tired. Uh, nope. It's still not. How was everybody's week? Yes, how was everyone's week? (laughs) Pedro, did you know the answer to the question you asked? I was trying to set her up so that I could have a clean recording in case this was funny. Oh. Now it is funny. My dog, I'm sorry. Go, just go. I gotta let my dogs out anyway. Why? I was all excited. Yeah. I know. No. Now I want to. I only care about Megan's week now. I know. Like all our weeks just pale in comparison. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. Let's just assume that we all talked about our weeks. We're like, and that's about yeah. it for me. When she comes back, someone just be like, and that was my week. Yeah, yeah. just start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like in the commercial, just like ha 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 ha. Like put your arm to your chest. Oh, it looks like I'm having a heart attack of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, Wes is in trouble. <laughs> I hope you know where I am. All right, well, let's get to it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no, wait, Megan, how was your week? It was good. What? Okay. Uh, we did, I missed everything, didn't I? Yeah, so we went through everything, all our victories, mostly victories, just pre- like pre- pretty much exclusively victories for everyone. Okay, I just wanted to check in because like... Just, I'm just kidding, I'm sorry. We didn't say anything though, sorry. Oh, <laughs> I'm so- okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was That's wanting okay. to check in because like, I don't know. I just wanted to check in on you guys because I love you. Woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no bards. World Walkers! What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers, a weekly podcast that follows the hilarity and hardships of a group of world-hopping adventurers trying to save existence. The World Walkers have had to say goodbye to one of their own. Now, they must find the strength to move forward. But an old foe rears its head, one they have had yet to conquer, but they must rise above if they wish to leave Rolanus and find their way to their own time. Find out what happens in Season 3, Episode 37, What's Left Behind. Good times. So does everyone remember where we last left off? Um, we just said our final goodbye to Brummelstone. Who? Ooh. Um, <laughs> wow. Get out. <laughs> You're out of the party. <laughs> All right. Um, Roberto realizes that he, before, he didn't say, he didn't hug his brother goodbye and say, I love you. So he runs, runs back to the hut and gives him... A hug and let's say I love you, then runs back out to the party. And that's it. And then we're heading to where are we heading? We're heading to the to the rounds, right? To the, the yeah, the rounds, sorry. Yeah. The tunnel, but forgot they have a fancy name. Yeah. The rounds. <laughs> fancy name. Fancy <laughs> names. Shit lore. It has to have a name, everything's the <laughs> The Grey. The Round. <laughs> yeah. The Tower. The No, that Actually, one that's... had a name. The end. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the end. 
All right. Yes, you. Uh, after one last stolen hug, <laughs> uh, the group is back together once more, together again for the first time with uh, your new friend, Gunther. Hi, y'all. <laughs> Did you call him Gunther? <laughs> What's his name? Gunther. Yeah, that's what I said. I thought you said. Never mind. <laughs> Oh, you thought I said the other thing. No, I was like, Jesus, no, Enzo. No, no. I think you're already hating on him. No, not yet. I thought his the name hate- was uh, Short Shit, but you know. Short Shit? <laughs> That's my cousin's name. <laughs> we call him Shorty for short. Shorty for short, yeah. Oh, you met Shorty for short, short shit. Yeah. He comes from a long line of shit. Just there. The northern shits. Yeah. Literally. You all stand in front of uh, Tompkins' tent. Gunther's with you. No more tears. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's the bearded fellow? He's the leader, right? Is he coming? No. Stop! <laughs> Wait, am I the leader now? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I just immediately start crying. I mean, I respect, <laughs> I respect your opinion to do that, but I don't, think, I don't think I'm quite qualified for this position right now. Um... So, I don't know. I think we should just go to the rounds, right? Wait, where are we going in the rounds again? The we're going. We're trying to get to. Literally everything has escaped me today. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's like. So, how was your week? She's hoping she'd learn who we all were. <laughs> like a, Through context clues, like she yeah. forgot our names. <laughs> I've just drawn everyone as stick figures with question marks. <laughs> um, uh, no, guys, it's really gone. I don't even know what that world is. It's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, 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 it's uh, oh, Primos. Hey! Yay! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> We're not on a Primos. Well, I think we were trying to head to Abrimo so that we can <laughs> fix or get back to the timeline we were originally in. I thought we were heading to the Grey to reach the city of Tresimer that's in the Grey with other Vasa in it. Oh, that sounds way better. <laughs> yeah, sure. Forget this plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm down. I, I just heard um, Brummelstone suggest Obrimos because it is a world of shattered timelines and but that yeah let's do that Vasa sticks wait. her head back in the wait what, yeah, what was the plan like at that point a little hand with a note comes out that just yeah. like going to Obrimos to go to the ground yeah. well, imagine I'd... Bubblestone's like they're so fucked <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what is uh, happening out there the only way Vasa's able to handle Bubblestone's departure is to be tripping balls right now so she's a little out of it um <laughs> I like but, this mental image where, like, we have this tearful goodbye with Brummelstone, and we like, we like give him one final look. And we like walk away, and then two feet later, we just all fall off a cliff. And <laughs> die. Just, like, really, really lost. Just, like, immediate <laughs> death. further than two feet. Uh, okay. And you all make new characters to run with Brummelstone. That's <laughs> <laughs> your way of getting rid of Gunther. Guess who's joining the mining party? Um. No, I, I was I was under the impression that we were that the plan was our only uh, our only ability to time travel may be linked to the to the time traveling city, which is what was sent into the gray along with uh, other Vasa. So we were sort of going to go find them in the gray to appeal to them for help. Okay, is what yeah. I 
think I recall. Sure. Okay, that sounds good. You know, my yeah, it was it was goodness. basically like Jane had come up with this really good plan, <laughs> and then walked in the tent, and Brummelstone accidentally mansplained the plan <laughs> without conferring with Fossa, <laughs> and it <laughs> it I'm was really missing key elements gone. like where to go in the gray. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, because when he came back in, when you came back in, he was like, no, I have an idea. <laughs> <You were> like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I don't miss Brummelstone too much anymore. Let's go ahead and move forward. Um, I, I just want to just for the record, have this on the record as a point that was raised. We need to consider the possibility that we could just go find Patch. And get him really beefy so that when the nightmares come, he just anime style, like one finger stops them and then they explode. I don't think Patch exists yet. Because Patch originally began as a man, but I still think that he is a few, maybe a few hundred years from being born and and experiencing his own life travels that led him to become the king of dreams. Do, I, do we even know what world he was on? He wasn't that important. Um, some world. Maybe Tompkins knows. Well, no, we will not speak of he who shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> we will speak no, 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 that. <laughs> Let's go. We're going. Everybody get together. New Halfling, right. come along. We're going. Do it. Well, shoot. Let's get going then. <laughs> you seem like a lovely and co- coordinated bunch. <laughs> I feel like I've really put my hopes and spirits in the right group right now. I feel we're 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 really sinking as a team. Revoito is actually a little bit like very. What's the word I'm looking for? Heartened? Is that a word? Yeah, it could be heartened. Uh, he's very heartened by Gunther's like. So other word I'm looking for. Positivity. Yeah, optimism. It's optimism, yes. So attractiveness. Kind of... It's okay. <laughs> is this is this the first time you've His seen loyalty is easily acquired? Apparently, <laughs> yeah. oh, his like calves for days. <laughs> to be fair, I am wearing a lot of plate armor, so maybe you've mistaken me. Maybe you've been on the road for a while, there, buddy. Huh? <laughs> anyway, uh, Vasa takes one last look uh, at the tent that contains Bromostone. And she kind of briefly looks to Roberto and seems to be thinking about something. Uh, but then he re- she reaches over and she sort of knocks sharply on uh, Gunther's arm and says, All right, Halfling, let's go to the rounds. Okay. I guess. You know the way? Do I know the way? Do I know the way? I sent you a message. Oh, hold on. Let me look at this All message. Right, Stop passing notes in class. <laughs> well, so here's what's here's the situation we've got here now. I know it's. I know you've just left your friends, but, you know, we've got to, got to t- talk it out here because I think it's better to plan ahead than to move too fast. Oh, my God. Now we can go. Useless. We can go back. Well, now, hold on. Hold on. I'm not useless. <laughs> I am useful. Full of uses. Just none right now. Because oh what you need from me is that. Well, so we can go back the way you came, which I believe you came from the way of Gilchrist. If I remember you telling me my story correctly. Or. There's a different area point to enter into the rounds. There's several points here. Whichever one's closer. <laughs> hold on, I didn't get a message about that yet. Knox is not telling me. Hold on, let me let me attune. <laughs> let me attune with the spirit. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. Knox, speak through me. 
Your servant is Colin. Give me a sign. So if you, you're talking about coming back from Gilcrest, now Gilcrest is a little bit over the hills in the yonder way back. Now the new way, the new rounds over here is a little bit, a little bit closer. The new rounds. New to you, old to me. I've been there a bunch and of times. And as he waves his hand, he's pointing towards the cliff sides. These cliffs are lovely. Have you been up them? Have you seen are them? They Super dangerous? easy to climb. They still have the winds, don't they? Yes. Mm. Uh, we have had bad experiences with that cliff, and we're kind of PTSDing over it right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's only dangerous if you try to climb them or get near them or think about them for too long. <laughs> How how far away are we from the Gilcrest area? Uh, <clears throat> so, what he calls Gilcrest, you all would call Southworth. How far away was that? It's been quite a journey. You would have to travel um, back through those swamp areas. Like, I mean, it. I mean, time's kind of nebulous here, uh, so it depends on what you encounter on the way. It's most of it's off the path, obviously, but. I think it's going to be about a month by my... Vasa just, like, picks up a shovel and just starts, like, hitting the ground. Stupid fucking place with your stupid fucking distance. Stupid fucking mystery and plot and story time. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, excuse me. Is she okay? Does she need a little help? Maybe yeah, a little light no, out. Just, just let her blow I just thought this something. place would be She's less good. annoying a thousand years ago, but it's still just as annoying. You're only annoyed by what you're annoyed by. You just got to roll with the flow. I swear to God. We go to the cliffs. You're the first one gone. It's okay. She uh, doesn't mean that. Oh, well, that's very nice of you. You're gonna let me lead up the cliffs. That's cool. Let's go. <laughs> no, actually, uh, yes, we are. Everybody, let's tie it. Let's let's just let the, let's just let the Hobbit go first. We'll follow uh, so him. So ten ten steps in really quickly to try and like separate uh, everyone. And uh, she's trying like, to well, milk milk from a bull. Unfortunately, er, er, she was saying <laughs> uh, is a. Uh, you know, the good thing about being in our time is, in the, the timeline that we are, is that we don't have necessarily a timer so so much. Like, we don't have a, uh, oh my god, I forgot the word. The time <laughs> limit? Yeah. <laughs> um. So we don't have, like, a, a deadline that we have to try and meet uh, to get out off of this world. So now, like, a month here, I mean, sure, we might run into some issues from random things, but at least it won't be like, hey, the nightmares are chasing you and killing everything in their path. Ooh. So, um, maybe, maybe, it, uh, if we do decide that we don't want to brave the cliff, a, a month wouldn't be so bad. You, you guys are scared of climbing cliffs? It's like a week if we go up the cliffs or like a month way back there through a swamp. We have to crisp. climb the cliffs for a week? Well, you're not the weak, but you know you climb up the cliffs and you keep walking. I mean, the cliffs end. You can see the top, right? You see, okay. You see, they're not like it's not like straight. Do you know how to climb? Ooh, maybe maybe we should go the she other actually, way. Actually, she's had some issues with ropes before. So. <laughs> a little bit of a sensitive subject. <laughs> um. That is a story I'm excited to hear. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait. And we, we just did a big ritual thing here with this this shiny boy over here. Shiny boy, what's your name again? Roberto. Roberto. Roberto, aren't you can't aren't you like elemental? Can't you uh -huh. don't speak to the winds? I I've tried. I mean, it's not like a. I mean, it's not like a thing. I'm not a, a thing that I need. I can rely on all the time. You don't know the language. I got you. Got you. 
I do, what? I do know the language. They just you well, know. Well, then why can't you talk to him? Because Ted's say, hey, Wins, on like chill a retreat out. right now, and like I can't like I can't just call him back from his vacation. Who's on a retreat? Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I I just thought it was his name was Ted, but <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's not like a thing that I can just bust oh, out. Oh, you all and the Ted time. have like a thing. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's, no. Sounds no, like maybe we should go back the other way. One of you can't climb. Boss, the other I one like had some person. weird thing like with this guy. With the wind. I've had I've had some run-ins with the cliff, and I'm not a fan either. So, <laughs> well, yeah, you, you run into a cliff; it's gonna hurt. It's a classic. <laughs> All right. Well, smashing to bits on the cliff seems like a better fate than this. So, uh, Vasa goes ahead and like takes the rope and loops it around her waist, and then she has these four little pittens, which I I'm gonna Google what pittens look like. Like spikes. Yeah, so she's, she has these, like, pittens that she's going to make do as uh, climbing spikes. And she goes, like, what's the worst that could happen? Worst that happens is I die, you know, before I was even born, so this doesn't even count. Um, so she just, like, Got takes, she takes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she takes a look at the face of the cliff, and she just says, like, if I actually make it far enough, uh, just keep tying rope to the end of my rope. And she just, fuck, she just starts starts climbing. All right. So you uh, bring yourself to the face of the cliff. You can already feel the winds kind of start to pick up and not batter you back and forth, but they, they feel strong. feel like they're making their case. But nonetheless, you proceed. Give me an athletics check. Let's get ready to catch me, Tint. Just, she's oh, like, Tint. She's like five feet off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Tint's like uh, one of those like basket catching okay. games. So athletic <laughs> yeah. check is d20 plus athletic uh, proficiency, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my strength bonus is zero. So I got a nat 20 plus my Ooh. athletics, which is plus three. Nice. Yeah. So you begin the climb and you watch as she ascends carefully and confidently. Oh. Um, go ahead and give me another one. You've made it up a, a decent amount. Critical um, athletics. I just I just noticed that in my inventory I don't have rope, so I'm just gonna assume that she uh, harvested rope from everybody else, right? <laughs> Other people yeah. have rope on them. Yeah, your bag should have come with rope. I think I like use it at some point during um during one of our encounters. Maybe she used up her rope. Oh, maybe oh, it got oh. thrown away in the bag of holding. No, nope, she wouldn't have done that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna assume that she borrowed rope from somebody else. Somebody else in the group has rope, right? Yeah, you guys. Someone has rope, right? <laughs> I have 50 feet of rope, but is it any like if I'm the only one that has it? Is that gonna be enough to get her up the cliff? 50 feet won't be enough for her to drop the rope back down, no. Well, don't you worry, because little Gunther, he's got another 50 for you. Okay, so we have 100 feet, 100 feet of rope. Anybody else have rope? Um, so knowing that 100 feet isn't enough. Tinsters get pretty nervous about, like, just, uh, she. <laughs> well, I mean, there ha- does anybody else, else have rope? Not me. Oh, Erdelby doesn't have soap? Rope? Erdelby has been polishing her guns in the corner <laughs> and, like, looks over and kind of, like, goes, Egh! and then goes back to polishing okay, her guns. Okay, so. Wait, aren't we just near, like, the Guardian? It'll be gets a point of inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, clearly then before Vasa even started climbing, she sent 
cheerful little halfling dude to go harvest some rope from the, the construction crew because, you know, they're construction needs. Right. You've got uh, to kill eight rope, rope beasts to get two points of rope. <laughs> ten, ten points for Borto and says, take over my spot, catch her if she falls. And while Vasa's making these attempts, uh, Tin's going to go speak with the Guardian, if the Guardian's nearby. Okay, so you go off them for the Guardian. Are you going to harvest rope, you said? Yeah, I'll go harvest some rope. Alright, so as you wander back, it. I'm going to need a persuasion check. I got 15 plus my 5 persuasion, so mm-hmm. 20. What's your uh, what's your argument? Well, my argument is that we're just being quite a pain. Nobody really wants us here right now. So, you know, we got to get out of here. So we just need to borrow some rope. And you know what? Then you'll have rope to go up the cliff anyways, because we'll just leave it hanging there. Uh, you managed to get uh, another 100 feet worth of rope. Is that enough That's to climb enough. the cliff? That's enough, yeah. Cool. What I like to think is that my real argument was that I wouldn't stop talking until <laughs> they gave me the rope. <laughs> and then you're going to look for the Guardian? Yes. All right. So you start making your way through the camp. Tid, where are you going? Tid, you're oh, supposed to catch me. I, I haven't. Roberto has assumed responsibilities. Roberto he... can't fly. No, he's got these huge, giant metal arms that you're going to have no. to crash into. <laughs> Tid! Wait, when are you going to fly? Why are you climbing up the cliff? <laughs> that seems a mite foolish. Tin, Tin makes her way. She she doesn't want to abandon Vasa because she knows Vasa might be, even though she won't admit it, might be feeling maybe a little vulnerable. You know, she's feeling very vulnerable. She's on a face cliff. She's the worst no, climber in the group. In, vulnerable in other ways too. You know, abandonment no, really issues. So she's gonna go back. She's saying, you know what? I'm gonna stick next to Vasa because Vasa needs me right now for emotional support and physical. Um, and emotional. so she's. So she actually asks Roberto, can I resume my spot? But also, could you please go ask the Guardian if they are able to ask the winds to uh, allow us to safe passage? Yes, I can do this. Absolutely. Um, And then she yells up at Vasa, I got you, boo. Okay, Okay. well, here I go again, rolling for (laughs) another climb. So you you feel confident in your action, uh, Tin? What? What are you gonna do? What 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 are you writing your action for? Vasa's gonna die now. Oh, um, if she begins to fall, Tin's going to use her cloak of flying or wings of flying or whatever it's called to a uh, hip hip hooray and try and catch her so that um, if she does take fall damage, oh, she goes. If you do fall, kind of push away from the cliff because dim dim winds be scary, and then. She would ready herself to try and fly and catch. I'm going to throw you a bone. Roll an intelligence check. Oh. I mean, you really shouldn't have because it was not a good roll. Uh, it is a 10. That's good enough. Yes. Oh. All right. So, nice. <clears throat> um, <laughs> basically, it takes one turn to activate your cloak, your wings of flying. Um. So, if she falls, you'll go. And the wings will open, and then she will fall and hit the ground. Boss, I'm coming! <laughs> this is the same um, thing okay. that happened when, when Brummelstone, or no, I think when, uh, was it Vasa or Brummelstone that fell, and it was like, I can save him! No, you fall too fast. <laughs> wait, yep. wait, I have, um, I have Feather Fall mm-hmm. that I could cast on her. I just didn't want you to be like, wings now! <laughs> <laughs> I am the knight. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think Featherfall would be a much more effective thing okay. because <laughs> it would cause way less. Yeah, so she would take no fall. And she it's like at first I was like, this I is going to play bad. Like, nah, I should say something. <laughs> I agree. All right. Rolling to climb again. All right. Feeling oh. arms burning. I got a five plus a three. You Nothing happened. So like you, huh? because of the pythons. Yeah. You're not going to fall. Guys. <gasps> So, <laughs> at Still this point, if you take <laughs> your time, you can skip a couple checks. I am totally going to take my time. And okay. then you are about 30 feet from, like, yeah, like 15, 20 feet from the top. You've got one last check to make. And this one is another athletics check. But the winds are hammering into you now. So, Roberto just recently returned from an elemental state. And he feels that, that, like, he still feels very in touch, even though, like, he still feels kind of in touch with those abilities that he used to have. Mm-hmm. He just had, he just lost. So um, he, like, kind of reaches out and, like, reaches out his, um, his, ex- what's the word I'm looking for? Like, his being. Essence. essence. Thank you. Yes. He reaches out an essence into the elements and um, tries to connect once more with the winds and the elements and the powers that he had. Uh, he had before he was placed into this body. Yep. Give and, me a charisma um, check. Charisma. <gasps> Gotta woo those wins, baby. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a ten. That's that's, that's good enough. Um, because it's just basically manifesting your spirit enough to kind of mm-hmm. extend outward. So you yeah. reach into the winds, and what do you say? I call upon the winds of the southern edge to grant um, my to grant Vasa the ability to. Traverse these um, hammering gales. Just Vasa, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you, well, Hold on, we're just testing. When you right reach now. out and try to command it, instead mm-hmm. you feel oh. like the winds like begin to really hammer, but not Vasa. They're swirling around you, and you kind of see Roberto get pushed back and forth a little bit as you hear this voice kind of race in and out of your armor, and it mm-hmm. says, Who are you? To give us commands. Um, Vasa, they're yeah, climb quicker. Wind's distracting. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Vasa, you could if you wanted to. I mean, Vasa's just been slowly climbing the entire time. She's yeah, give sure me another check. Though, but yeah. this, give me another check. But this one's easier because the winds are distracted. I got a eleven plus a three, so fourteen. That's all you needed. Yep. So you climb Ooh. over and you're on top. <gasps> Good going, Roberto. Yeah. But the she winds are hammering the board so, to like, who are you to command us? That's um, I, I meant no offense. I did not mean I did not mean to come off as a command. It was more of a humble request, as I am a humble servant of the wind. I am a I'm a um, uh, a being of the wind as well myself, and I meant no disrespect to you. You feel it kind of race around you one more time, and it says, "The winds are not." Elementals, where are you from? I am from the world of Obrimos. And the winds kind of die down for a minute, and then you can kind of feel a confusion race around you. And then it picks up again, and it says, when are you from? When? Do I know when I'm from, Pedro? Turtle beat from the ground yells, the future! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, right. Um, We are not... <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I... <laughs> later. You're from later, Tom. Um, we are, from we from are not, not yet. 
Not from Yard yet. <laughs> I'm not, not yet blown. From this timeline. But we only seek passage home and nothing more. And what um, would you offer the winds for such passage? What would you ask of us? I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> yes. I don't know. You got an Amazon gift list? What do you got there? <laughs> so you're chilling up top, Vasa. It's it's a great view. You can no, see. No, Vasa's so much. having. No, she hasn't. She's been too afraid to stand up because. <laughs> you know, like she just, you know, she just climbed like 200 feet of something that she shouldn't have climbed. And now she's just, you know, a little bit weak in the knees, hasn't tried standing up yet, is afraid to stand up because she's afraid the wind will whip her up. So she's just been kind of like snaking on her belly away from the edge, cliff edge. And then finally, she's just kind of lying there, just just breathing. <laughs> she was terrified. If Rigordo is flirting with the wind, can Ertleby use its distraction to climb the rope? Uh, you could. Wait, the rope is tied around Vasa still? As soon as Vasa starts feeling herself being dra- dragged backwards by somebody else's <laughs> weight on the rope, she just, like, gets up and starts, like, crawling, like, mad to the nearest, um, she goes, wait, 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 and she's just, like, you know, fighting against whatever's on the other end, um, she's gonna find the nearest, uh, ideally tree, really, and try to... Try to stake the the rope into it. And yeah, tie okay. Yeah, you find a small tree nearby. Yeah, yeah. She was she was just like she had just overcome the heart attack of climbing the cliff, and just when she thought she was safe, something starts pulling her back to the edge. So you know, uh, need a fresh change of pants there. But yeah, so she she centers the rope um, on, a, on a very firm looking tree. All right. So make a check, Erdelby. No, aren't you still Erdelby? For I'm still Erdelby. Yeah. So I got a nineteen. Oh. All right. So yeah, you just. Just <laughs> digs her. She doesn't even use the rope. She just digs her hand straight into the rock. Why yeah. just send the other one up first? This one seems much better at climbing. <laughs> yeah, so you're making your way up, and um, the wind says we become impatient. Impatient. Um, question again: What do we offer the wind? Shoot, shiny boy, offer him something. Um. <laughs> Gunther! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and the winds look like kind of, you feel them kind of leave you for a second. Oh. Uh. <laughs> and then they take off and rush towards the cliff. Oh, um. <laughs> well, thanks for blowing my cover. No, no. <laughs> Crap, um. What do you. Oh, it's gone, isn't it? I can hear you. I mean, oh. <laughs> I heard you before. Um, what do you. What would you require of us when. Person. God, sir. You feel the winds let out something that must be a sigh. Um, we are but your humble servant. And then it stops and it comes back. With my thing. And it says, Really? Oh, shit. I am but your humble servant. <laughs> yeah, really. Gumper takes this distraction to slowly start climbing up the rope, <laughs> trying to make us listen noise. Well, then we would ask of you a favor. Ask. Oh, wait, please. I, I say not rudely at all. I, like, I, I ask very politely. Sorry, so we I have just... a deal. Um, but I mean, I need to know the terms of... I would like to know the terms of the deal before... Beforehand, oh, I guess. Can I see the terms of services? <laughs> I'm gonna need to see that contract. <laughs> I need to have that reviewed by my lawyer. 
An <laughs> army approaches from the west. We would not risk the guardian's life unnecessarily. Dispatch of the army, and you may have safe passage. So, so sorry. Can I get out of character for a sec? Yeah, um, see you now. <laughs> um, are you asking the wind this? <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> Parlay with my DM. No, no, no. Um, I asked for uh, a two-minute reprieve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we probably don't have time to like fight an army. Shoot, also, son, you ain't got nothing but time. <laughs> Wesley doesn't leave character. Ask a bunch of clarification questions. Be like. Uh, so tell me more. Yeah, like who is in okay. the army while the rest mm-hmm. of us climb up, and then we'll abandon you to fight the army by yourself. But at least you'll be equipped with knowledge. Um, <laughs> do That's we actually know, not a bad do, idea. <laughs> That's a good idea. Do we know what? Like when he says west, is it like down the cliff west or up the cliff west? Does that make sense? What, like, what direction is the cliff? <laughs> the cliff is west. <laughs> the cliff is west. Oh, so, so we there... climb, So we got climb the cliff. Fight and the then, army. I mean, if they're on the way, we might as well. I mean, shoot. We're going to run into them anyway. Cross right? your but, fingers and lie. Lie. Oh, I, I don't What's I it going to do? Chase us, from, like, chase us after we say yes? I can't leave the cliff. Yo, it's like the wind. The winds are my bros. I can't. Mm-hmm. They know, I can't. The winds lie. know when you're full of hot air. Lie. <laughs> just like Vasa, like hugging the tree, just yelling. <laughs> Lie! <laughs> it's been too long. I know you're doing something down there. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to, but lie to them. <laughs> Anyways, I love you, Mom. And, uh... Oh, wow. That's the lie. <laughs> oh. Um, I'll be home for Christmas. So Roberto says, "Yes, I will dispatch. I will dispatch this army in service of the wind. If you grant us safe passage, it is done, and you can feel the winds immediately die down. We thank you. Hopefully, it's like an army of hamsters or something." <laughs> A hundred duck-sized horses. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's actually um, one horse-sized duck. <laughs> Party KO. <laughs> well, the action economy of one horse-sized duck is just ridiculous. There's been easy fight. <laughs> um. So if uh, if if that's finished, uh, Tin would motion for. Roberto to actually climb ahead of her since she can help people to potentially if they uh, fall help them as they fall to okay. not die. Alright, so Ertleby, give me another three checks. Alright, happening. Um, 17, 16, 6, I'm going to use some inspiration here. 10. Good enough. Yes. With the winds died down, you make it up just fine. You're tired when you get up there, and Vasa, you may be relieved to watch the uh, gauntlets of Granny punch up over the side of the cliff. <laughs> with that, I want her muscles to be like gleaming <laughs> with sweat as she pushes over the edge. 
Blossom realizes she probably could have borrowed those gloves and made her climb a little easier, but it's okay. It's cool. It's fine. She lived. (laughs) Who's next? Uh, I think Gunther was, or no. Sure, Gunther will climb up this here rope. He'll give it, he'll give it an old Gunther try. He got a six to start. Mm -hmm. So he watches Gunther does not leave the ground. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) mistake, mistake. (laughs) Now it's been a while. I got to stretch first. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a little Yoshi jumps like. <laughs> so can he try again, or is he kind of just? We can try again. Gonna... This time's at disadvantage. Oh, Gunther got a, a, a disadvantage. He got sick. His arms look exceptionally weak in the sun. <laughs> Guys, you know, I think the other way actually might be a little quicker now that I throw some thoughts <laughs> to it. <laughs> just so, uh, uh, putting ten... these things here together, and I realized. <laughs> while while Gunther is talking in the distance, Ten's going to turn to Roberto. In motion for him to go up, uh, and then she'll walk over to Gunther and say, uh, I-, I would be willing to, to uh, if you would, wouldn't mind, I can carry you up. Oh, well, shoot, that would be a mighty kind of you. I've not been a great climber. Now, swimmer, I'm excellent at, but climbing, not so much my thing. Has Roberto started up the... Yeah. Give me your first um, athletic check. Ten. Um, so you start making the climb. Uh, it's a little treacherous. You make it about 15 feet before the uh, ropes untie and snap from the massive weight oh, <laughs> of a metal elemental. Fuck. Vassar will be here just at the top of the hill. Well, <laughs> hold on. I've got How heavy am I? Uh, I believe like 800 or, or more pounds. Oh, that's just awesome. Can't he just climb up with his massive strength? Technically climb. I just have to not fail. Do you not have any strength bonuses at all? So this is the thing about Roboto. Roboto has a new <laughs> body and things have changed. That's super strong, right? No. <laughs> he now has a plus one. <laughs> okay, well, Ertlebe, um could could give him a hand here if he if he can catch that is. How good are your skills, Roboto? Um, which skills and which skills? Just, just life skills. Skills of the Z. Can you catch? Oh, I thought I, if I, I throw like... you some gauntlets. Oh yes, probably. What kind of army are we fighting, by the way? Since we're down here on the cliff, just with our little tired arm. I thought didn't I ask him a question. Ask. Well, Gunther is asking questions. Uh, Tin is fashioning a, a baby Bjorn, <laughs> uh, as as uh, as she had with Ertlebe in the past for Gunther. Oh. Roberto reaches out his hands in his essence again, and he closes his eyes, and he attempts to communicate with the wind god, or um, the wind, and he says, oh, wind god, <laughs> what army is this um, that we are meant to fight? Uh, just wanted to know a little bit more detail. Is it a bunch can... of strong lads? It's... <laughs> 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 um... We just want to, we want to be prepared in, if we were to face these, if we want to succeed. The Pillars of Eternity. That is the army. Yes. Shoot, how do pillars move? Now, Gunther, you would know what this is. Let me, let me search my memory banks here a little bit. <laughs> oh, Nox. Your humble servant called out to you to tell me. <laughs> And with that, the winds leave you for what might be the final time. Thank you. They weren't very helpful. <laughs> Yo, you can't be disrespect. You can't disrespect the wind. So, um, Matt, Tin, 
Mm-hmm. Um, are you gonna carry when you carry Gunther up? Are you gonna fly him up to the top of the cliff? Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. I have to now since you broke the rope, Roberto. Or bar- can you borrow the um, grandma's gauntlets oh. and then fly yeah, back? Yeah. Wait, no, I can't use them if I don't attune them. Right? That takes like a day, an hour. You guys feel like chilling for an hour, as opposed to going the other way and waiting months. Yeah, I'll take an <laughs> hour. <laughs> Okay, cool. You're on your own, Roberto. <laughs> so she goes, hip, hip, hooray. And she's got her little baby Bjorn with Gunther in it. Anyway, um, oh, shoot, this is mighty cozy. So she's going to just start uh, the uh, flight up. The wings extend, and then you and Gunther take to the air. And then are you going to get the gauntlets and bring them back? Is that what's mm-hmm. going on? Yep. Yeah. So then you you come up. Ertleby's waiting with the gauntlets, I assume. Hands them over. Yep. Thank you. She uh, kind of unties the baby Bjorn and, like, dumps... Gunther. <laughs> well, the flight was nice, but the landing had a little something to be required. <laughs> um, and then so she just so that she doesn't waste uh, too much time. I mean, she's got an hour at the flying, so I mean, she could probably do some loop de loops on the way down. But uh, she's gonna go down and hand the gauntlets over to Roberto. Thank you. And then roll the d twelve. Yeah, but I I haven't fl- flown back up to the. Cliff. Oh, I'm just being preemptive. You can wait. Again. Oh, 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 no, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, we're good. So I'm back yeah, up on the top of the cliff. At some point, you got to roll one. Yeah. So, you know, you might um, as well just D12. do it now. Is this one. Seven. Cool. Seven hours. All right. So you're back on the cliff. Everyone's there, and they're just waiting for Roberto. Roberto, um, an hour later, <laughs> with working with the gloves and attuning to them, uh, suddenly you feel as strong as you look. This is our best and only chance for a montage. Roberto, go on like a so date with your for the next, <laughs> yes, your new for the next hour. He's like working out. Yeah. He's like got to reach your prime. <laughs> um, and then yeah, so the Gumpla Seratuned, he gets how much? You're at nineteen, so you have a plus four to your modifier now. You got it, shiny boy. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I got a nine. <laughs> this cliff is difficult uh, disadvantage uh, I, I struggle to carry my colossal weight do you have inspiration points or anything you can mm. use Mm-mm. just hard so Does hard Lex- to say goodbye to Brummelstone <laughs> can I help him with my inspiration no you can't throw it down at him okay so that was just beginners on this luck unluck bad luck yeah you got it this time shiny boy Mm. Okay, I'm going to try again. Disadvantage. A disadvantage. Can't do much worse than what you already did, so. Okay, first roll was an 18. Nice. Second roll was a 13. There you go. All right. So you do start climbing. You don't have to roll a disadvantage anymore. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, give me uh, another check. 24. Give me another check. Now you're 60 feet off the ground. And... Ten is good enough with the gauntlets and with no wins. So then you make steady progress. You've got one more check. So at this point, you're about a hundred and eighty feet off the ground. So don't fall here. Eighteen. Eighteen. You watch as after over an hour worth of waiting, montaging, and dramatic climbing, (laughs) the strongest looking member of your group finally emerges. Yeah, Tin was taking Yay. a nap, but she can't. She doesn't nap because she's a forge, but yeah. she's pretending to take a nap. <laughs> okay, Ertleby approaches Roberto, and it looks like she's hugging him, but then it's very quickly revealed she's actually trying to pry the gauntlets off his wrist. <laughs> uh, thank you, Grandma. Are you releasing him? Yes. All right. 
Thank you. I this helped a lot. Yep. The gauntlets are removed. They shrink back to Ertleby size. Does she have really to say? Nice. Does she have to attune to them again? Or yeah, they don't she, work unless she attunes for an hour. Immediately begins attuning and does all of the same karate punches <laughs> that Rewardo was doing on the ground. <laughs> like the, the theme music, music starts music. up again. The exact same theme music. The, like <laughs> close up on her face is the same as the close up on Rewardo's face. No, <laughs> she, the Ertleby voice. It'll be like. Couldn't need a I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Got to work hard. Everybody's working to be stronger. Lots <laughs> um, of things she's... happening at once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as she turns to leave, she like puts a hand on Roberto's middle arm and is like, "We need to be strong to face our enemy. If you ever need these again." They're yours unless you give me an hour's notice. (laughs) (laughs) You can have them for two hours. (laughs) One hour for attunement. You can see them on the weekend and holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Visitation rights on the gauntlet. (laughs) Thank you, Grandma. I appreciate it. Well, you know, well, I'm glad you're up here. I kind of hope you're better at fighting than you are climbing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't even worry about that. Well, I guess we're going to head west to find these pillars. To the, yes. to the rounds. <laughs> Vasa takes a long stretch, uh, whereas Tin was only pretending to nap. Vasa was genuinely napping under the tree. Uh, and then she's like, all right, let's go to the rounds. Well, wait, shoot. You said that you're going to fight them, uh, them their pillars. We're going to fight the pillars after we get to the rounds. Is the pillar, like, the pillars are on the way to the rounds, right? Well, well I mean, I mean, they're not like pillar pillars. I mean, they move. So I, well, I don't know where they are. Well, well, we know where the rounds are, so we'll head toward the rounds, and if we see the pillars, we'll fight them. Okay. Yep, let's go. Come on. Ertaby agreeing with Vasa would follow her immediately. Yep. Tin is we- the same. But Vasa's lined up behind Gunther. Come on, Gunther. Find rounds. Find them. <laughs> Come on, boy. Come on. <laughs> where, where are the rounds at? <laughs> Now, I feel like um, you're being a, a tad disrespectful to me here now. But I guess as your leader, it's okay. I'll take the insubordination. I understand it's new. I'm new. It's a new leadership style. It's a new leadership. You're under new management. But it's okay. Knox has got you. Let me tell you a little bit about the pillars while we go to the rounds. And then in case we find them, you'll know what they look like. Wait. The pillars. We, the we, rounds. Mm-hmm. We have. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. No, we we must. Yes. And you are the Tin, and I am the Gunther, and we walk and are talk, walk and talk. on Capable of doing both. Path. Capable of doing both. Walk and yeah. talk. Uh, it, it actually is sad because Gunther is walking and talking. It's just his little legs just don't take him very fast. <laughs> 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 this is like Gunther's speed. Walk and talk. Walk yeah. and talk. So you begin to uh, walk the plains. You traverse forward. You leave behind the partial structure that should one day be Ozen Tower behind you. Um, as you walk, are you filling them in, Gunther? On it, on, did you say that? Or are you just going to continue going? Yeah, I'll fill them in. So let me tell you a little bit about these pillars. Now, they're called pillars because they're very tall. And you know what's very tall? That's right. Giants. Now, as far as I know, the giants have always been at war with each other. They all, you know, rewriting their own giant history like they can retell a story. But it sounds as though you may have done signed us up for fighting whatever sort of coalition or conglomeration of giants that have come over here. Which is why I asked if you were better than fighting. Now, what we can do is just bring them to the cliff trick them to run off of it and they all must fall and that should be fine so we have a backup plan but i just want you to know 
We're not fighting giants. We're going to the rounds. And if we run into the pillars, we'll fight them. But we're going to the rounds first. I think we should just be careful when we talk about it, though, because, like, the wind could be here. Remember when Roberto was wind? We kept forgetting he was around. Um, so let's use a code word. Um, from now on, we're, we're going to go fight the pillars means we're not going <laughs> to fight the pillars. We're going to the rounds. Gotcha. Well, that's not really a code word. That's more of a code phrase. But, you know, whatever. But, you know. All right, thank you, Gunther. Good clarification. <laughs> Good correction. All right, everybody, let's go fight yeah, the pillars. Yeah, the Yes, so you continue going forward. Once uh, the planes start to level out, you can see that far ahead of you is a massive natural land bridge that connects this side of the world to what's seemingly the next side of the world. There's a vast forest on the other side of that land bridge, which Gunther, you would know as a summer's edge. It's a forest that stays in perpetual summer, no matter what. Uh, Before you reach the bridge, though, it looks like you're going to run to something else. There is a gathering of tents stationed maybe about 100 feet away from that natural land bridge. If you were to count the tents, it would be almost 100 uh, units down there. And patrolling on the outskirts are knights. And Gunther, again, you would recognize right away the the blues and the golds that adorn their armor. Uh, that makes them knights of Gilcrest. They're pretty far out. Yeah, what are they doing this far out? I bet you it's got to do something with them. There are pillars coming over here now. Well, I mean, I guess we did decide this. So we would fight them. That was what the code word meant, right? Going to fight the pillars. Right, so let's as sneakily as possible fight the pillars across the bridge. Yes, uh, I think I'm going to cast a spell to increase everybody's sneak ability. Well, well let's, let's hold off on casting until we get as close as possible, because I don't want the spell like running out when we're like just entering the bridge or something. These, these right. guys are cool. No, these are these still Gilcrest guys. Why are you trying to sneak past them? They are cool. They have the best biscuits you've ever tasted in your life. They have this Will they try to marmalade. stop us they put us... from crossing the bridge? Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not them. But we can well, go and ask. I've got some pool around there. Don't you worry. We'll, we'll handle it. We'll I get across that bridge. It's daytime, right? Yeah. Um, maybe we should wait until it's night so it's lower visibility and then try sneaking. Ooh. Now, see, now here's where I would be a, just a, bit, a tidbit afraid here. Because, you know, it's not time. When people don't really seem, especially knights, I don't know if you've you've ran into them in your adventures here. Um, you 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 guys seem like newbies, so let me let me tell you. Uh, when traveling at night, people are uh might more suspicious of you. And also, Erdely, you can tell too. Like you've you've been doing this for a while now. Your pass without trace does not make you invisible. You can sneak for a while, but once you hit that land bridge, there's nothing to really hide behind. So that would be your concern. I'm not saying that you can't find a way around this. But just to give you the heads, I don't want you to go all the way out there and then feel like you got, like, surprised by that. <laughs> Pass without trace makes it easier for you to stealth, but it doesn't make you invisible. Mm. Shoot, okay. yeah, and if we just if we just team up with these knights here, it should be easy to kill some giants. All right, well, I'm going to go talk to the knights. We're good to go. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. all we want, Gunther. Just so crossing then. the bridge. As soon as possible, just crossing can- the bridge. Okay, so if we can't if we can't sneak past them, then maybe we should go talk to them and then say, "Hey, the pillars are coming," and then good luck with that. And we're gonna just 
walk on by. Um, no? Well, that seems reasonable. Yeah, Let's just go. ask them for us to let us cross the bridge as soon as possible. Oh, okay. yeah, I got this. Yeah, sure. But they, Nothing if, else. If just, they try and delay us, I think we should do everything in our power to be undesirable by them. I think we should pretend to be bards. Um, and then hey, no, Gunther, wait, now, what's, what's, in, what's undesirable about bards? Gunther will just Gunther is my mother and my father you and so Gunther, I'm gonna, She's just like clamps hands down on Gunther's shoulders, turns around and like pushes him towards the army. Look, go, go ask them to let us cross the bridge. Hey, Please. I got a question for you. Oh my god. You know where the rounds is? Do you know which way they're going? Do you know how to get through them? That's why you're here! Yeah, that's why I'm here, yes. And I'm helping you. So I feel like you could be a tad more respectful I said, to me. Please. No, no, you clamped your hands down on me like I was some sort of child. And I'm not because a child, I'm a grown man. A child. <laughs> I am the size of a child to you, maybe, but I am very tall for my race. Well, you talk as much as a child, and you're clearly as good as a following instruction as a child. Now that now that you got Gunther on. That's yes. true. That's so true. Gunther, <laughs> that is true. Gunther, oh, please. Will you go ask the knights to let us cross the bridge? Wow, Vasas said please. That's pretty. That's pretty big. This is a good step in the right direction. Gunther, I already said please. Please go. Please go now. <laughs> oh, two pleases. Oh, this is great. Gunther. Go. Oh, cool. No, he's going. He's like, all right, I got three pleases out of here. All right, I'm good to go. Yep. So you, you <laughs> trot down the small hill that you guys are up uh, and start making your way towards. And there are two knights that are on patrol as you approach. They're both wearing the full armor, the tabard with the blue and gold. Uh, color scheme, uh, helmets are down, and each one of them is holding uh, swords with shields on their back, and they don't draw them when you come up. Um, as you approach, uh, they both look over and uh, hail. Hail there, gentlemen. I am Gunther. How's it going today here? So far, so good, uh, one of them says, and um, you can you can hear that uh, she's a little confused, and she says, what brings you out here and are the rest of you visible are you like staying back respectfully or are you all hiding uh Erdlby would be right behind Gunther. staying back i oh. think i tin would probably stay back no 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 vasa is standing back with tin crossing her arms looking very sort of like not having any part of this yeah they look in the they're kind of staring at roberto at the moment just oh that's that's shiny boy he's he's good people don't worry about it his name can't be shiny boy why can't his name be Shiny Boy? It was a name I gave him out of love and respect, and because I forgot his real name. Don't tell him. I think it's Who else ro- speaks ro- for you? I'll speak for us. Hello. Ma'am? Wow. You would like to wow. cross the bridge. Sure. Thank you. All right, everybody, let's cross the bridge. Are you going to tell him about the pillars? <laughs> well, we already know about the pillars. Oh, okay. Well, then you're good to go then. What do you know about the pillars? They're stationed just inside the forest. They're building up some sort of a... Uh, they're building up some sort of force to come at us, but we've sworn as part of a collection of kingdoms to protect the construction of Ozen Tower with our lives. <laughs> Great, good luck with that. All right, let's go across the bridge. How, how, oh. well, Tin would have probably have moseyed over by that point, so she probably... Convenient. <laughs> well, Did someone know. say sure, sure. Ozen Tower? <laughs> No, but, uh, so she, she's moseyed over and she's like, so would you say it's safe to cross the land bridge right now with them being right there? Or? Well, we don't have any intelligence inside of the forest. We're not sure their numbers. We're not sure of much of anything, to be honest. 
Are they, like... Do you require help? Well, if you are heroes of the realm, then absolutely we would. We're not heroes. So anyway, let's cross the bridge. And I understand. Uh, I'm so sorry. He just nods. He's like, I understand. Whoa, wait. You guys I wish heroes? you luck. We Thank don't you. know how dangerous it is. Everybody it's probably pretty is- dangerous. We'll need that luck. Thank you. And no problem. Look back to you. All right, let's go. We, so and he says, totally... "Would you require any sort of food or equipment before you go?" Yeah, that'd be great. Sure. Well, come with us to the armory and get yourselves properly equipped. Then I suppose. <gasps> yes, guys, guys. Okay, yes. All right. <laughs> Boss immediately starts following them. Um, yep. And as you walk, uh, they introduce themselves. Um, the first one is Dame Bloom, and the second one is Sir Hemingway. They're both knights of the uh, armies of Gilcrest. They're good guys. I like them. Oh, just wondering, how goes the battle with the pillars? Her knights? It has not begun yet. Has not begun? No. We first heard word from the southern winds and had begun preparing for battle, but as of yet, though we know that they're, the numbers are growing inside the forest, um... Any sort of intel that we've sent in hasn't come back out. Well, I'll tell you what, and thanks for being so generous. You know, if we caught, if we cross any of them, we'll you know try to knock off one or two for you, just to you know make the battle a little easier for you guys. We would appreciate it. Tender hats one on the bat and says that she'll set the forest on fire. That is a, uh, a terrible <laughs> idea in Summer's Edge. You don't want to do that. Summer's Edge must be kept alive at all costs. He just kind of looks at you confused. Even through the helmet, you just feel like a. Come on now. <laughs> I'm looking for like a rapier. You got a scimitar. I would love both. Ah, oh, and he kind of leans back and he goes, Melkor, am I right? And he, he says that to uh, Roberto. Melkor. That would explain the confusion. Sorry, what's Melkor? Yes, Melkor. Yes. Yes. Thank Where you. are you from? Oh. Melkor. <laughs> I guess Vasa interrupts Roberto <laughs> when he begins to say Obrimos, but she says. And he, he says, none of my business. I apologize. And like you're almost <laughs> taken aback, like <laughs> these you're used to running into people, especially on this world, who are tying you up, wrapping you up in their stories. But the Knights of Gilcrest are are men and women Good of guys. honor. They would never uh, try to enlist you into their armies or bring you under their Good oaths people. or anything like that. Like they're like just that. trying to help you out. They're not trying to. I'm really gonna miss these guys when they die. I know yeah. it's, it's such a shame that they're already dead. But you know, I like them while they're here. No. Ertlebe would grab Vasa and. Tinsier and be like, I don't trust this world. It seems to me pretty obvious that those guys are going to get flattened. And then the tower is not going to exist. Is this something we care about? I personally hate the tower, so I'm fine with it. But if we're trying no, they, they to must win, Grandmother, because the tower exists in our future. Therefore, they must hold off the army long enough for it to be finished building. Well, case in point, they needed the architect to build the tower, and we know that he ran off. And it's not on our fault. It's not our fault. Uh, the so, tower doesn't get built. It's that little shit stain's fault. So, really, <laughs> guilt-free. It sounds to me like we should just leave them to die. Uh, oh, yeah, grab it. But first, let's grab some good weapons, because they got good are stuff. They, are they in the room where they can hear us? <laughs> They've given you space. The moment oh, you start okay. to collect yourselves and start to talk, they Jeez. back off to give you uh, room to talk. Good It'll thinking, be... Grandma. Let's grab good weapons. They won't need them anyway. They have a pretty good collection of simple uh, weapons. They have every simple weapon that you could find in the PHB. And then the weird thing is that they don't have a lot of weapons. They just seem to have like one more of what you need. 
So a rapier and a scimitar. Yep. Yes! Yes! Back in business, baby! <laughs> uh, what was Erdo be doing while... while uh... She's going to sneak out and go um, just stand by the forest's edge. Well, it's on the other side of the bridge. Are you crossing the bridge? Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, the bridge Ooh. is 200 feet in depth. Don't it's cross about the 10 feet wide. The rest of us. Erdo be sneaking away. You don't notice her. She's oh, okay. using... <laughs> Pass without trace. Well, then what about my passive perception? The contest begins. We're all (laughs) stealth. All right. Stealth in time. Gotta beat. I'm not going to tell you what gotta beat, but. So that's 18. And then I've also done pass without trace. So 28. Damn. All right. So (laughs) you never hear her slip out. What you hear is maybe about half a minute later. The uh the knights who are guarding the bridge going, dear grandmother, may we help you? Wait, how close is the bridge to this place? It's not very far. It's not. It's only like <laughs> Voss's dog ears prick up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a combination uh, of it's not that far, but also Vasa's uh passive is insane. Okay, well, Erdelby would say like, uh. Hello, young sirs. I need a little personal space from my daughter. She is griping like crazy. Vasa oh, comes chasing after grandmother. Where are you going? Anyway, I need my own personal space now. Where are you going? The rest now. of us are back there. If a young woman comes this way, just Grandma. tell her I need Yeah, she's coming in the, and the, the night stand kind of between you two and are like, please, she's... She's seen now. Get out of my way. It'll be scampers across the bridge. She's seen now. You just want to see a woman across the bridge. And then like the night... Like, Grandmother, wait! Please! Uh, if they turn around, they don't see her anymore because she's turned into a rat. And oh my god! You just let my grandmother loose on the bridge. She's lost her mind, and now she's a mouse. And they turn around and they're like, she, wait, what? She, what she's like, done? she's like, she's so good at guys, guys, we gotta go, we gotta go, grab your stuff, we gotta go. Grandmother's already left. Uh, go. Is there, like, is there, is there a, um, I don't even know what I want. I wanted a weapon just to. Sir, what 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 are you grabbing while they? It'll be a um, tennis to like looking at weapons. Maybe. Uh, we gotta go. And what did I have like at the very beginning? A gun. Um, a glaive. I, yeah, or like a javelin. I'll have a. I'll get a glaive or a javelin. Top team. Um, I'll just. Uh, I'll do that. You guys yep. do your thing. All right. So yeah, you're chasing after. You can see the mouse, the rat scrambling. And then you make it to the edge of the forest where you can hear the sound of stone being worked. All of us or just Ertleby? Ertleby first, but are you, are you going to continue running into the forest, Ertleby? No, Ertleby just wanted to talk to the freaking forest alone. And some people wouldn't give her any personal space. <laughs> Maybe if she fact. announced her plans, we would have agreed to it instead of <laughs> running in like that. Maybe she would want to delay the narrative and wanted everyone to finish getting their stuff and not that have to worry me of about the time this. Someone jumped on a trap or uh, someone was in the tower and jumped on the first platform without alerting the others. Good thing Gunther wouldn't know that because Gunther didn't exist back then. <laughs> it didn't exist. <laughs> Gunther didn't exist then yet. Wait. You were unskilled ink, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I would have technically have been dead long time. It'll be a turn back into a person and be like, uh, fine, Vasa, you can be here for this. And then she would turn I just to the forest die. and be like, Israel, baby, tell me what's going on. 
you kind of like you see the wind catch the leaves of the trees and you see the forest almost kind of come to life a bit more almost blossom before you and then you can hear the faintest whisper in your ears but you don't understand the language initially and as you take a step back fairy flies start to like there's a couple hovering by your ear and they kind of swirl around you Bertleby would wink at them slow wink and then they would kind of like shudder a little bit like in excitement and then a voice kind of almost like emanates from the fairy flies but it's not the fairy flies talking themselves and it says uh you seek Yisra I seek aid uh, from an old friend. And then one of the trees shifts a bit and its branch lowers out and reaches out to you. Uh, Ertleby takes it like a hand. And as soon as you do, you watch the leaves rip off of the tree, wrap around her, there's an explosion of leaves, and she's gone. Oh my god. Are the, are the fairy or flies still there? There's a few, yeah. Uh, Vasa tries to catch them like you would catch a firefly. <laughs> yeah, you catch one. And then she just, she goes like, she tries to like bring it to her ear, but not letting it get in her ear because you never know with these little insects or whatever they are. She's like, it's like, where did our friend go? <laughs> where did our friend go? <laughs> it spins around a bunch and explodes into like fairy dust. God damn it. <laughs> Is there, are there more flying around? Well, they're scattering now. Oh. <laughs> Just blew one to Wait, death. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, can can um can Vasa very tentatively like like she like like really from far away like tries to like touch the tree that grabbed Ertleby or made her disappear? Be like, hello. Hello? The branch ex- is extended and frozen in place. It just looks like it naturally grew that way somehow, but it doesn't seem to respond to you. Well, she very lightly, uh, like, knocks on it a little bit harder, being like, nope, the Hello? leaf, the, the limb kind of shakes a bit. Give us, give us back the grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> Ertleby, uh, you find yourself in an expansive beautiful forest. It looks like the colors have reached the apex of summer. They're about to turn into that beautiful collection of autumn colors that you may or may not favor so much. And you can feel the infinity of the forest stretch out before you. And then it doesn't take too long before you hear the sounds of several footsteps, hooves on leaves as they begin to approach you. And as you softly turn around to investigate, uh, you find another of the groves keepers. This is not Yisrael, though. The same kind of body structure that has a kind of like the um, the horse-like lower half, and then the figure of a female on the top half, but covered in bright greens and even some soft yellows and maybe a, a red or two uh, in terms of the uh, the leaves that make up her hair. And her arms are long and almost twisted like bark. And she approaches and she folds her arms, not aggressively, but kind of like inquisitively. And before she speaks, you hear... (laughs) But it's far away. It's not a big deal. And she says, um... What brings you here, young druid? 
flatterer. No flattery, and she 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 touches your heart. She says, "Young." Ertlebee smiles, even though it's it's rare to see as many smiles in her faces ever since she returned from Nightmareland. This is a real one, and she says, "I come from a dark future, as you may sense." And my friends and I are working to... Okay, okay, well, here you go. Now you know. I, I come from a dark future. We're both on the same page. Um, dark future, there was time travel because of this tower. Anyway, uh, there are rumors of giants. And there's this uh, group of nice young men. One of them reminded me of one of my sons-in-law. Anyway, it was—it made me feel sappy, and I wasn't wondering. First she of all, laughs. What She's is hoping that? that's a joke. <laughs> yes, I make lots of puns for the forest. Welcome I just can't back. leave them alone. Um, <laughs> I'll be. Uh, that's the You're last really rooting for them. Oh yes, yes. That's that's what I came up with just now. You you're rooting for me, uh, and I'm rooting for you. Anyway, I'm rooting for these these boys, and they're gonna fight giants or something. I was wondering if you had information you'd be willing to share uh, about the giants. Then again, you hear that thing, whatever that is. She seems unfazed. That you know that thing. Um, what is that? What's what? Uh, the big horrible noise, the clumping, and the... Can actually, can I really do a perfect imitation of it? Sure. I mean, I don't so, know. <laughs> so go she's like, the... Pedro, go. Oh. That just came out of my mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> um, that's what I, I, I'm wondering about. She says, that's... It's nothing to worry about. It's, um... Nothing to worry about. Um, Wait, are you, you making forest hell? Are you constructing forest hell? What is forest hell? Oh, nothing. I didn't say anything. <laughs> okay, keep going. The the pillars of eternity have united. They've come for whatever's being built outside of the forest edge, past the bridge. I'm not quite sure exactly what it is. So it's a tower, and you have to go up it if you want to make a wish to control the world. And it's just going to be concealed inside of a tower. Yeah, that's pretty much the plan. Is there doors on this tower? It's a really hard tower. Trust me. It'll be really, really rough getting up this tower. It'll take a long time. It'll be really hard. It, I really think it will be quite a challenge. So they, they've come for the well. Yes. What do you wish to know about them, I suppose? And now that they're here, I mean, I know what they're after, but I don't have the strength to fight it myself. You can give strength to those who are willing to fight by giving them information and wisdom. The pillars are united <laughs> under one banner. There, There is a leader. Their union is strong but tenuous. If the leader were to fall, the pillars would topple over. Wait, like, really? Like, that's a pretty funny mental image. Sorry, keep going. I know that they've brought many of the boulders from their lands. They're using them to carve sort of, sort of stone creatures that they 
are trying to pull out of the stone so they can build some sort of aerial army to wipe out whatever lies across the bridge. Oh, yeah, that's that's these kids. That's the that's the ones I was talking about. Um, good to know. Uh, this has been very helpful. Have you any more wisdom I can bring to them in their fight against the well? No, no, sorry, not they're not fighting the well. The ones who would take the well, the fight to protect the well. They're united under the banner of the, the storm giants, but it's a tenuous alliance at best. If you could shake their doubts in any way, they would most likely turn on each other if the leader's not present. Thank you very much for your help. I'm so sorry, I don't even think I got your name. Kalma. Kalma. It's very nice to meet you, Kalma. Thank you. I'm still curious about that noise, but you don't gotta tell me, girl. It's no, it's no more about it. Okay, I won't. Can you take me back to my friends? It's like far off in the distance. <laughs> Kalma, could you guide me back to my my nervous friend? I think I gave her something of a, a heart attack when I came here. Sure, sure. Oh. Boss is getting ready to chop down the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I should offer, you know, as a as a friend of the forest, you don't have to return if you don't want to. Girl, thank you for this. In my time, when everything is totally full of poop. I was also given this kind offer. But something about that outside world keeps calling back to me every time. I'm grateful, but no thanks. You ever change your mind? You and you alone. I'll keep it in mind. Winky face. Ertlebee's in a flurry mood. And she says, you know, most druids end up ending their days with us. And she kind of looks up and some of the fairy flies fly around you again. Don't blow on them. They're very fragile. <laughs> I appreciate this branch of friendship and I'll remember it. Oh, I should warn you. Uh, in the future, the forest experiences great turmoil when it, it crosses the path of a bear and that you should just beware of bears in the future. Grumpy looking ones. The rest of the bears are fine. So anyway, I just want you to know Sounds like you're setting them up to attack grumpy bears. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. So it should be friends. You would you will achieve great things if you're friends. Um, if you friends with grumpy bears. Yes, remember that. Remember that. Remember that. It'll <laughs> be so slowly as she. She hasn't Which way back yet. Oh man! <laughs> Where's the door? <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm very grateful. Thank you so much, Kalma. Alright, so then there is an explosion of leaves around that branch, and then as the leaves fly off into the winds, uh, Ertlebee is back in front of you, Vasa. Uh, Vasa first grabs Ertlebee, grab her, you're the back, but then she instantly looks very suspicious to be like, how do I know you're not evil Ertlebee again? Ertlebee does her wink. <laughs> That's convincing. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, let me, uh, um, uh, mm, I don't know. I mean, like, I could, uh, mm, uh. Where, where did you go? <laughs> oh, 
oh, okay. Uh, I talked to a spirit of the forest. She gave me troubling words uh, of what the enemy is doing and what they have planned, which I think we should tell to those guys or there'll be even more goners than we thought they were. And I thought they were definitely doomed. That is very helpful. Ertlebee would turn into a cat um, to prove that it's really her because Dark Ertlebee never changed into animals. It's and true. she would she would just like purr at Vasa until Vasa's annoyance was alleviated. She'd be like stroking on her legs and like roll onto her belly and look really cute. She's got, got the belly out. Vasa, what you gonna do? Belly out. <laughs> belly out. Rolling around back and forth. Vasa, uh, Vasa says, okay, okay. And then she just kind of picks us up, Ertle, Pertleby, and like puts her on her back and says, all right, well, you know, they, they were good enough to give us weapons and gear. We should, we should warn them with what grandmother may or may not have heard from the trees. Yeah. So as you all come, as you two come back, the rest are just now leaving uh, weapon yeah, shopping, it, if you will. But yeah, um, she heads straight back to uh, where. Hemingsworth and Hemberher were Sir Gimby Merce. But anyway, whatever those knights were, uh, she's going to go back to the gear area where they were. Yep. Yeah, uh, so they're Sir just uh, making sure you're all equipped. Sir Wimblesmith. Like, yeah, yeah. Sir Hendermish. Hemingway? Yeah, uh, whatever. Yes. Um, anyway, she'll recognize them by face. She'll, she'll, like, you know, recognize them by face and find them. Well, they have their helmets on. They're taking them off. But okay. you can, they're both talking to the group still, so you, you, you approach with ease. Okay, yeah. Hail, sir, picks up the cat, set it, sets it down in front of the knights and goes, eh. No, put her in, put her in one of the knights' hands. Well, does, does, when, um, so when Vasa tries to lower the cat down to the ground, it immediately starts, like, tantruming and, like, like <laughs> yeah, curling yeah. up its legs <laughs> and feeding like, what do you, what do you want? Here, here, she, here. And just, like, gives it to one of the knights. And then when so. the knight is holding her, she turns back into her human. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. What is this? I am a druid. I thought I was just good at gardening, but it turns out I'm a druid. Anyway, I went and talked to the forest, and I have intel. Uh, you know those giants that are allied under the storm giants? All is not happy in the family that is that alliance. Uh, and you should really try and either kill the leader or disrupt the alliance with the weak spot being that they're not all cool fighting under one flag. The, the alliance will fracture very easily, says the forest. Um, oh, and by the way, if you don't, you do not want to face a head-on attack because they are planning to attack from the air. They, uh, they can fly now. So that's my information. I'm sorry, they can, they can fly. Uh, maybe they can actually throw things in the air like cannons. I didn't ask for clarification. All I know is that an attack would be coming from the air and they're using boulders to do it. They're like making boulders. I'm going to for an air attack. An aerial assault is... Well, we have much to plan. Thank you. No problem. I, well, I had well, she, an idea. You just got to go in and, and talk them down, right? You just got to seed some seeds of chaos. This one's really good at being grumpy. He points to Vasa. Why don't we just, why don't you just go in there and tell them? as she's being pointed at. See, look perfect. Now <laughs> tell, them, tell them that the Storm, the I, storm King sent you. I appreciate you volunteering your people, but... Uh, oh, no, we're not volunteering. 
<laughs> oh no, he already volunteered us to the winds, right? I mean, if the winds told you, they're probably here, so they're probably listening. Gunther, so probably. Gunther, perhaps probably, the knights should be allowed to talk. Perhaps <laughs> we shouldn't speak for the knights. Is let something the, wrong with your teeth? You glue them together when you're out there. <laughs> What's happening? Right. Well, <clears throat> um, and he looks and goes. I honestly forgot what I was going to say. Uh, I just, I just had an idea, which is that if you do want to try and bamboozle them, you should try and see if anybody can cast spells that can simulate thunderstorms, and then maybe you can like sow dissent that way by like making a thunderstorm look like it killed the favorite son of another family, for instance. Oh, none just of an us idea. can work with any sort of uh, magic. <laughs> Gunther, are you magic? Oh, I mean, I'm magic, but I can't do, like, a, a thunder boom. You need one of those, uh, what's that one you can do? Where you yell, and then, like, thunder goes really loud, and it's, like, in a 300-foot, you can hear it real loud, thunderclap. I wish uh, I wish someone knew that spell, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't believe any of us could speak. The, the giants don't speak the common tongue, so the idea of sowing chaos into their rank via speech is out of the question. Here well, anyway, uh, okay. thank you for the gear. Uh, yes. I also, I'm going to nip back there, grab about 100 feet of rope, because I remembered I needed that. But otherwise, uh, you you've equipped us well, and hopefully it will help us along the journey. And we wish you all the strength and 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 kinship for your upcoming fight as well. Thank you. Yeah. All right, team, let's set out. Erdelby would hop down gingerly from the beefy soldier's arms. Yeah, he never dropped you. He struggled, but he, he held you. So I guess, like, as, as Vasa and, like, perhaps, I guess, if Erdelby's following, uh, Tin might kind of fall in between them and, and maybe, like, whisper down to Grandma, since she's always the wild card. Very clear what Vasa wants to do. Uh, <laughs> she, Tin kind of whispers to Grandma, it's like, Grandma, what are, what are your thoughts on this situation? I think against an army, we can only be so helpful. But we've given them information, and we've told them where they should strike. I think we should... Fight the pillars. And then she winks. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I agree. We should fight the pillars. She winks back. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think my idea of sowing descent is awesome. So if we bump into the youngest son of another giant family, we should absolutely kill it with thunder. But anyway, uh, stick to the plan. What I mean, so what happened? What time of the day is it? Uh, it's probably getting close to dusk. Um, yeah, uh, Vasa would look, turn to the group and says, you know, like, do we want to brave the forest at night where we would have better coverage? Against giants, we must appear like mice. It would be easy for us to move. Um, Gunther, do you know if there are any threats in the, the eternal summer forest or whatever that thing is at nighttime? You, you guys never been in a forest, huh? You can roll a history check if you want to. Yeah. I'll do one of them. Well, I was just thinking every other forest we gone into, you go off the path, you know, it's just a heck well, sure, of a sure, loop. Sure. I was going to give you additional information if you wanted to. Oh, I got a natural 20. Wow. And Critical I got a plus three. Two. One second. so much about that forest. He did his, like, sixth grade uh, summer yeah. project on the forest. Yes. <laughs> he just, like, kneels down and is like, I know every rock and tree and creature. <laughs> <laughs> has a, a spirit, has a life, has a name. <laughs> Summer's Edge is so named because the season that the forest existed in 
when they sealed away a terrible beast that wiped out an entire kingdom. Uh, that season was summer. Um, oh. The forest is frozen in this perpetual state as long as the seals used to keep the creature away are intact. But yeah, but are there like wolves? Are there like night gnomes? Are there mushrooms that bloom at night and shoot out toxic spores? As far as Gunther would know, no, it's it's only the threat of those seals. But yeah, so as long as we don't disturb the seals, we can just go through. Doesn't seem like there's much of a threat, and we'll have the cover of night. Well, you, I mean, you understand. Once we're in there, my understanding is that the the beast gets to gets to roam around. Oh, he can't oh. come out of the forest. But once we go into the oh, forest, the it's forest kind of more like into his place. So again. the beast is contained within the forest. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he might have eaten all the night wolves and glowing mushrooms with the toxic oh. spores. Well, uh, but give me I an mean, intelligence check, Ertlebee. Ertlebee will do an intelligence check right now. 23. It would occur to you that the noise you heard... Oh, it was definitely this beast, right? Ertlebee, it would occur to you that as you heard those noises, the, the pounding and the screeching, you can't pinpoint whether or not you heard it inside, like if the sound was coming from inside... The, your location or not, which means that the beast there's two there's there's two options. Maybe Gunther doesn't have it right and the beast is trapped inside the forest itself, like inside the spirit of the forest. Maybe it's trapped inside that forest's underwood if it has one and it was trying to get out there. The third option is that this beast is so uh powerful, so ancient that its screams can be heard from either inside or outside of the forest. I really don't know how to feel about these three options, but I would relay that to the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. And in conclusion, option three is that this beast is so ancient, its screams can be heard inside and outside of the forest. That's horrifying. Now, I'm not going to lie, that's a mock cool, but uh, <laughs> also, yes, I would agree. I agree well, with Birdo over here. It's pretty terrifying. Well, uh, we have to brave the forest no matter what, so either it is going to be during the daytime, when the giants may find us as well, um, and the beast may be there, or it could be at nighttime where the giants may be asleep and all we have to contend with is the beast that may be a prowling and we might not be a little bit more disorganized fighting in the dark. But we also would have increased stealth in the dark. We could try to go for a very early, like pre-dawn sort of venture into the forest. That way, if we need light, eventually they will be there. I like that. And not just because Ertlebee's old and wakes up really early. All right. Sounds like a plan. I'm going to go find the knights. I bet they have beer. So. <laughs> so you're staying the night in the camp then? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then we'll leave right before daybreak. Is there a drinking, t- is there a drinking tent somewhere? You know, somebody's got a keg, you know, keep morale up. Yep. Yep. So you're able to um, catch some time with the two knights that you'd first met. Their shift is off now. So they're welcome. Um, they're happy to hang out with you. Hey! Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there is one tent that's just for spirits. Let's go, let's go, let's come on. And you get to hang out with them. Are the rest of you following suit? Gunther's yeah. going to drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ertlebee would be with Vasa. Okay. What about uh, Roberto and Tin? Roberto would stay behind wherever place that we decide to like, kind of just camp. Okay, so you're going back to the camp. Okay, Tin. Uh, 
to awkwardly stand for a second, I guess, and then she, I guess she goes and follows Vasa and Ertlebe. <laughs> she feels like they might. And Gunther. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Gunther, you know, the Gunther doesn't. Wait, so we were leaving Roborto? Roborto's going off by himself to wa- wander the camp or whatever. The rest of you are going to drink at the uh, the Spirit Lodge, they call it. Good name. Yeah, I'm, if, just, I'm uh, just hanging out at the camp. As everyone like starts to leave, Governor would take notice that Roberto's gone, mainly because it's easy to notice. And he would look back, and if he he would find Gunther, and he's like, or Gunther would find him, he'd be like, "Brother, you've got to come. I bet you, you can outdrink all of these sons of bitches, and we can make a shitload of Does money." Does your lord know that your mouth speaks such words? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you've never talked to Knox, have you? That motherfucker cusses more than a sailor. <laughs> lord of dreams, not lord of clean house. <laughs> come on, brother. You know, come with me. Um, no, thank you. You sure? Yeah. You go. You, you guys have fun. Okay. Well, stay safe. We'll see you a little bit. All right. So, yeah, you kind of wander the camp. I'm just hanging out in one place. Okay. What are you what are you doing when you're there? Is it just kind of just standby mode? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Sad montage of a little bit. Um memory. Roberto is in conflict for several reasons. You know, like his number one priority has always been to like help the party and help everyone, but like like and of course there's the whole like promo stone just freaking left. So he's pretty depressed about that. Um but also right now, like the there's the whole like you know we need to the party is always the priority but now like there's the whole um idea where like the pillars you know like made a pact with the wind and as you know like old Roberto would have been just like okay well now like we can go to, we can like now that we're here we can get the fuck out but there's something new within Roberto this like kind of um drive that he hasn't had before that he's never felt before how um he feels like this kind of duty that he's never like he's never felt before like he feels like the need to kind of feels very uncomfortable with the idea of of not fulfilling the promise that they made to the wind but he doesn't really he can't really understand why yet um but he's just kind of alone with his thoughts right now so yeah yeah so the rest of you are having fun um in the spirit lodge i assume and um you know, the group's kind of just discussing back and forth. Uh, but at one point, one of the soldiers asks, says, uh, points to Tins, like, So, uh, Melkor, huh? What brings you all the way out here? You're a sightseeing. It's a long way. Yeah, we just... Our grandma here, like, she's not doing too good. Uh, one of her final final wishes was just to, you know, see the world. So we're doing that. Right, Grandma? I pronounce it Melkor. That's the proper pronunciation of our hometown. But yes, you are correct. And we do have a, we do have a saying, you know, like, Melkor is hardcore, right? We say that all the time. <laughs> and it's interesting. He's kind of surprised. He's like, um, what brought you to the city of Melkor? Ah, uh, he asked her it'll be... Oh, we my heard husband. you were a druid. Uh, love with a gruff man who was very tall. They all drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and then, yeah, one of the knights kind of leans over and says, and what's your story? And kind of leans over to Vasa. 
Boss is like, I'm just along for the ride. I love meeting new people. Like you guys, you're such good guys. I really like good, nice people like you. What what even got you guys into this this whole fighting honor business? Like what's what, what's your story? And uh, he kind of leans back and he takes his helmet off at this. He's been, they've been kind of like, they for some reason leave their helmets on all the time. But at, at, at one point, he's just like, ah, screw it. Takes the helmet <laughs> off and um, he has kind of a. It, if it was combed right because of the helmet hair, uh, he'd have kind of like this brown, spiky hair. Um, pretty chiseled looking guy, um, deep blue eyes. I love him. Uh, <laughs> Is he an anime character? <laughs> right? But he's, I mean, he's kind of obviously, he's been in the armor all day. He's a little sweaty. His hair's all just like ragged and stuff. And, uh, I was says, a thousand years younger. Just like, <laughs> I'm just imagining all of these soldiers played by Hemsworth. Like, Hemsworth. <laughs> Liam Hemsworth, oh, yeah. the third Hemsworth. I mean, a third. throw in a, a, a few Chris Evans as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Chris <laughs> Evans is over in the corner with his beer. Yeah. <laughs> the quad Chris. Um, no, but... Uh, oh, my God, Jason Momoa. <laughs> oh, really? yes. Yes. Sorry, just gotta... He can be... <laughs> And the Knights of Gilchrist, for sure. These are they're like all models. Random. Yeah, they're all incredibly sexy. <laughs> and as we spend more time with them, we want to save them more and more. <laughs> I just want to protect their hotness. Like they gotta, they gotta stay hot and alive and have hot. Save beer. their face. The the part where they take off the helmet is like slow mo reveal. Yeah, hair is waving. Sweat I feel like we should defeat the pillars. I feel like we should help these guys. <laughs> No, yeah, wait. you're right. We should. No, that wait. was the plan, right? <laughs> Defeat the pillars. <laughs> he kind of he leans forward and he takes a, a big swig and he says, Gilcrest. Gilcrest is the future of Rolanus. He says to you, he says that we're a kingdom that believes that if we can restore honor, if we can restore loyalty to the eastern region, that we can lead Rolanus into a better future. There's a lot of division, a lot of wars that are fought, and everyone's looking to survive, but we don't want to survive. We want to build something better. And I guess, I mean, it sounds hokey, but that's that's why I signed up, is that I... We have a pretty decent army, but I wanted to sign up for something that was a bit more... I don't want to say aggressive, but maybe progressive? I wanted to say... Armies that could go out and build bridges. Armies that could go out and instead of just meeting other soldiers, other people who believe in what their kingdom stand for, um, almost reactively, once things are... You know, a war is the worst-case scenario. Battles are what happened when all other possibilities have been exhausted. Nobody wants to bring sword against their fellow person and end the life of somebody else. It's when everything's falling apart. Our our particular branch of military is meant to broker peace, uh, offer aid, offer resources, training. You know, the code we live by is that we always provide we don't seek to fight, but we can. We just don't think that's the answer. Unfortunately, we were the only uh, branch of Gilcrest that was 
available for this particular fight. And I mean, when the guardian asks, what are you going to say? No. So, but yeah, my, my dad served, um, but he fell in battle and I don't, I don't want to end up the same way he did. I want, I don't want to win a battle. I want to stop battles. Um, so I'm hoping that we can clean this up and then head back because I think the work that we were doing is, is just really important and I want to see Gilcrest bring all of the other kingdoms under its banner and lead them into the future and I, I think we can I mean, Vasa's about, like, four beers in, so she heard, like, 10% of that. Um, <laughs> she glazed out for most of it. But um, when she when he mentions that, you know, his dad fell in battle and he doesn't want to end up, he's like, she gets all, like, kind of teary-eyed and just, like, bring, bring it in, come here, and, like, tries to hug this, like, huge knight armor thing. Just like, yeah, he kind of just, you. he lets it happen, but he you. doesn't. You're, you're a good Aww. guy, and, and you'll persevere in your mission. I believe in you. I proof that you persevere. Um, yeah, you're just, you're a great guy, Gildenstern Murph. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said you have proof that he perseveres? Well, yeah, you're, you're, you're good. You're good. I believe in you. I got, I got some uncanny face, you know? Roll an intelligence check. Just, uh, just in case. I mean, keep in mind, she is drunk. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, that's intelligence 17 plus two, so 19. Yep. So you can react however you want to, but through your, um, you know, drunken exploration of a uh, lore and story, you do, and I don't, maybe if you remember this outside game, I, I, I apologize, but do you remember, um, the ruins of Gilcrest where the festival took place? Not at all. Okay, so when you first got to Rolanus, after you had um, left the Wispy Woods, you had gone up to a festival where you watched the Guardian. Uh, you watched a play, basically. Mm-hmm. And that took place in the ruins of Gilcrest. So at this point, Vasa remember that like when she first came here, she walked through the, dis- the destroyed uh, remnants of their kingdom. Like, they use the ruins of what's left of Castle Gilcrest to throw parties and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, Vasa may have... So, when she was thinking about the proof thing, she meant... She was thinking specifically about the proof that, like, they protect the tower, because, like, the tower, quote-unquote... That's what she meant. But then, um, as she was... I'm trying to think about, like, whether Vasa would have paid attention enough to the locations. Probably not. I don't think she really... I mean, Jane fell asleep that game, so... Oh, if... yeah, so she definitely yeah, yeah. wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, so fortunately, Vasa gets to continue on this, this nice. sort of uh, ignorant bliss that yep. these guys do make it and their good old mission continues. <laughs> well, that's so sad. <laughs> so you all continue to uh, enjoy conversation, um, form some some beer-fueled bonds for the night. Um, while you're kind of walking around, Roberto, uh, something does catch your eye. Ooh. Far off in the distance, past the land bridge, emerging from the forest, you see an individual, some sort of creature that must be 12, 13 feet tall. Oh. And it's Shit. wrapped up in red leathery uh, 
a red leather cloak, like maybe it's a dead animal skin that's been dyed red. And it comes out, and on its shoulder is a large stone. It looks like a statue at first until its wings spread. And it looks like wow. some sort of avian creature is carved of stone and brought to life. They take a peek out, and his, his eyes seem to meet yours. Just kind of nods, and then walks back into the forest. That's not creepy. I don't like that. And nothing happens. Roboto slowly turns around just walks away. That's like Gunther would probably wander out to find Roborto again. Yeah, and you, you watch as Roborto slowly <laughs> walking well, away. Well, brother. Brother. Um, Roborto's kind of weirded out by that when he says, uh, when he uses that word. He's just like, wait. Just kind of like taken aback a little bit. <laughs> like, Shiny what? boy. What's up? I, I have a question for you. You, you mind if I sit? You know, no. He kind of sits down beside him. Gunther's near invisible now due to his uh, lack of height. Yeah. He, Gunther looks around as best he can. So he can really only look to one side. And he looks up at Roberto and he goes, do you want to keep your promise to the Southern Winds or not? I have to. All right. I don't know why I have to, but I have to. You know what? And he would he would get up as close as he can and he would try to knock at the symbol of Nox on his chest. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the Nox uh-huh. in you. Man likes a story. He's got uh-huh. a story. Can you tell me more about Nox? Can I tell you more about Nox? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Brother, do you have a day? Do you have an hour? Do you have a night? Do you have a year? Because I can talk about Nox through all of them. He yeah, because like Lord we're of basically... Dreams. Now I thought you guys met him. You said you had some sort of a. Uh... The one boy said he controlled the dreams. You're you're your brother. I'm sorry, and I keep calling you brother. And you know that's just a it's a term of endearment. Now I'm realizing that it make him off a little harsh. His cousin it's a better. Weird, to be honest. It's it's all weird. Well, you know. You're a little weird, to be honest. So, you know, it works, I think, for us. <laughs> well, basically, well, I just want to know, like, what that ritual did to me that is causing me this is I'm, I'm getting these changes in my body that I don't understand. Oh, and yeah. I need to be told. Well, when not happening, Nox I'm happens, growing hair. Yeah, you know, Nox happens to all of us at different ages and at different times. You'll hear, you know, your body's changed. Your voice will probably change a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, I think what happened there is that he, he, he imbued you some of his, uh, his will and some of his strength, some of his powers. Nox, God of Stories. So that pool you feel, that's the pool to the story. That's the pool to the dream. Nox loves it. I feel it. Why I'm so reluctant to use the code. Go to the pillars. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to ask you. You made the promise. It was only your promise. I promised to lead you guys to the rounds. Now, if we need to make a pit stop, you tell me. Because you know what? I don't know if you've had a dream or not, but it ain't above lying. It ain't above a little fibbing to get to the better story. You let me know. I will. It's your call, big man. And then I need a minute. Yeah, and that would be like all he was really trying to say. He'd start to wander off. 
Well, thank you. Yeah. Roberto has much to ponder. Yeah, he would start wandering off and he'd probably see someone else and be like, you, tell me your story. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you, yeah, as you're wandering around, Roberto, you hear this noise. No, go away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, catch you in the morning. <laughs> All right, so you all rest up, and the night goes without incident. And as dawn breaks, it weighs on you, Roberto, that if this if this thing came out of the forest and saw you and has one of those stonework avian creatures, it did not attack last night. Like, maybe somewhere in the back of your head you were worried that something was going to happen that night. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Could Do I... Can I figure out whether it's a giant? It was a giant. It was, it was a giant, yeah. Okay. All DMs have a genetic uh, condition that does not allow them to use the names of creatures. Oh. <laughs> a giant. That's, That's why you have a Wesley you. in the group. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay. A beast that casts two shadows but only acts as one. You mean a fucking displacer beast? No, no. <laughs> no. No, my friend. Um, a beast with 72 hit points and 24 armor class death. A colossal could. man with the eye of one. God damn it, Pedro. It's a Cyclops. Was I able to deduce whether or not it's like that person that I saw as a threat in any way? from Just from that. I mean. Two seconds I saw them. Yeah. Not wait. Dead skin wrapped around his body and he came out with like a stone golem bird. Okay, never mind. They're fucking evil. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> I guess I, I tell the group about what I saw. Okay, yeah. So that morning as you're packing up and getting ready, um, Robert, uh, Roberto expresses uh, his, what he saw and like his, his thoughts on the matter. Was it a giant? It had to be. It was enormous. And I described... Uh, it had dead... <laughs> what was it? Red yeah, leather? Yeah, red-stained uh, dead skin. Dead skin wrapped around him, and he had one of those. I had like what looked like some kind of stone cre- bird creature. Well, that's great. Um, well, all we can do is do our best to avoid it. Let's not get intertwined with their conflict because sounds like that thing could have taken us all on and come away with a few new skins for itself. Well, anyway, let's let's try to get ahead of this daylight that's coming. Let's let's go. All right. So you bid your adieu with the uh, with the knights. Yep, the knights wish you luck, and you're ready to journey forth across the bridge. So, one by one, you each walk across the land bridge that naturally extends between these two uh, pieces of land, and the, it looks like it drops for hundreds of feet. We could just destroy the land bridge, and the giants won't be able to cross it. <laughs> the land bridge made of stone, but you could start working on that if you wanted to. Well, the knights aren't doing anything else, but yeah, all right, keep going, keep going. Yep. So <laughs> you journey forth, and you make it to the edge of the forest. Are you continuing your journey in? Uh, Vasa's going to take a moment, sort of like taking in the forest. And she's she's kind of like, she seems to be, I mean, I mean, Gunther really is leading, is quote unquote leading the group, but, you know, Vasa's taking up her normal sort of a Gandalf position behind the unwieldy hobbitses. Um, and she kind of stops for a moment. She takes, she looks at the bridge, she looks behind them. She's, for a moment, she thinks about what they leave behind them, not just, you know, good knights, but more importantly, a very good dwarf. And she looks forward into where they're journeying when they don't know where to lead. They don't know what sort of last ditch attempt they're going for here. And she's 
taking a moment to try to center herself, trying to remind herself how to be the leader that she has to be, that she used to be, or maybe that she, maybe she needs to find how to be a new leader. She doesn't know. She's kind of a little bit lost. But she kind of, uh, after taking a moment to center herself, she says, all right. And if once we step forward into this forest, we need to understand that we're doing so still as a family, still as a team, even with some members lost, even with new members gained, that whatever this forest may hold, it cannot compare to the trust and faith we must have in each other. And she's looking to Gunther, she says, and she seems a little bit like exasperated as at the fact that she has to include Gunther in this, but she says like, our, our trust and reliance on, in each other has to, has to hold. It will be the only thing that carries us through. It will not be strength of blade. It will not be strength of magic. It will be the strength of our bond. That cannot change. Time cannot change that. So let's go. And then everybody gets um, plus whatever. Uh, I think I'm level seven. So that's seven plus four. Everybody gets plus 11 health, I believe. Awesome. Thank you. And then she says, uh, all right, Gunther, we're counting on you. And for the love of your knocks and everything else, please be quiet. Stealth is of the essence. The essence. Um, Ertlebe can cast Passive Oatry, so everyone gets plus 10 to stealthiness. So as you begin to cast the spell, uh, you hear a voice call out to you, like a deep kind of gravelly voice that says, there will be no need for that. Shit! Run back over the land bridge! But, but yeah, um... And then kind of emerging from behind a tree is the same individual that Roberto saw, but he has his hands up. You're not the second son of a rival family to the Thunder Giants, are you? Kind of looks around. <laughs> what is I, your I, name, I, good sir? No. My name is not important. We don't deal with such magics. I will only say this once. If all you desire is passage through the forest, it's yours. Raise not a sword to us. Work no magics, and no harm will come to you. That's a pretty good deal. I think we should take it. Yeah, no, that's that's a very uh, that's a very good deal. We like that very much. You look like what your kind calls adventurers. We assume. No coin has been traded. Don't want your heads at all. We don't anticipate you as a threat, then. We know how adventurers work. Solid. Oh, wait, you're speaking, uh... You can speak our... You can speak common. Yes. Can all of you speak common? (laughs) He smiles and says, We believe in having some informational advantages. Misinformation being one of them. Huh. Well, um... Yeah, no, we'll just be on our way then. Wait, who are you? You didn't even give me a straight answer to the son of a rival family. We'll exchange no true names. Okay, we can do fake names. I'm Grum Tilt Swiper. I'm Spider-Man. I'm I'm me. I don't care. Passage is granted. No, I just... 
Oh, grandmother, let's not irritate the big giant thing that can step on us. It's already let us through. Let's, let's go. I just am discovering another way in which I was racist. I first of all thought giants would be a lot taller. <laughs> and secondly, I didn't think they spoke common. So I'm just trying to make myself a better person by learning more about others. <laughs> okay. I know it's not your job to educate me. Me. Strength lies in height, not in tolerance. I agree. Very oh, yeah. giant way, giant way of thinking. Yeah, care to disagree? <laughs> Can we exchange some culture so we both grow and become more tolerant and make the, the world more verdant and just? We do not trade in culture; we eradicate cultures. Oh, okay. I, You're I'm good, cheerful people. Again. I support your cause. We're just gonna be on our way now. Wait, why? Why do you eradicate cultures? Oh my god! Is it a when he takes a step forward, he says, so there's only one culture. Boop, boop, boop. On our way going. What would Melkor know of cu- culture? You're right. Don't know anything. Boop, boop, boop. On our way going. Hardcore. <laughs> oh, we always say that. And he takes one more step towards you and he says, do you wish to present yourself against our kind, Melkor? Definitely not. Nope. They're just... Just such, they're such curious. You're our first giant that we've ever seen. They're super curious. But anyway, I know curiosity at his time and place. I'm just going to get a grip and go, right? Come on, team. Roberto steps between Tin and the giant. And oh my God, guys. Grabs his battle axe. <laughs> <laughs> he holds the handle of his battle axe, but he doesn't do anything. Battle. Sorry, it's the hammer. It's the hammer. Over here. Release your hand, or I will. After a very tense silence, Roberto releases his hand. Adventurers. And he kind of smiles and takes a step back. That's right. All right. Let's go, team. Let's go. We don't want to take up Mr really tall, super tall, just amazingly tall guy's time any longer. Come on, Roberto. Bossish. Silence is a mess. Roberto silently backs away from the giant. Free to go. Wander into the forest. This time Vasa doesn't follow uh, Gunther. He, she waits at the forest edge to make sure the entire team goes in first. Then after he lets you go, he, he whispers something into the forest. And you can hear a uh, stone crash into itself and grind as one of those kind of like, it almost looks like a vulture made of stone takes off and flies deeper into the forest. And he says, I'll give word of your agreement. Solid guy. Literally. All right, we'll go. All right. So you begin to traverse the forest for two days. As you traverse, you find camp after camp of the Pillars of Eternity. Different giants of different breeds, different races, all brought together. All of them with these large avian-like creatures. Some of them made of stone, some made of pure thunder. Some of them fire like the the wings of a phoenix. 
But day by day, you walk by, they all stare at you, they're aware of you, but as long as you don't raise sword, they don't even bother getting up. Is that the case each time? Vaz has flowers in her hands. <laughs> Little daisy yeah, bouquets. At this point, Gunther is looking at Roberto, like, and checking what he wants to do. Because it's his promise. Um, Roberto's just very silent the whole time. After two days of travel, you finally find yourself before a small, unassuming cave. If the giants ever saw this, they didn't seem to, they either didn't notice or didn't care about it. But Gunther, you know exactly what this is. This is the entrance to the rounds. Here we are. Wasn't so hard. Now, before we go any further, I guess I just ask one question. Are we okay with what we did back there? I like being alive. Do you know who else does? Those at the tower? Those across the land bridge? I promise to get you to the rounds and take you through. But... Seems like you're you're missing a mighty good story back there. Well... I'll have you know that the story that we are on transcends a single world. So if you're going to go ahead and compare story sizes, ours is kind of bigger. You must not read much. Length of a story, the size of a story never matters. The word's in it. It's a deep Spoken like somebody with a shorter story. Just saying. (laughs) Doesn't mean it's not better. Doesn't mean it's not more noble doesn't mean that maybe you just doomed your friend. But do you want to go in the rounds? Let's go in the rounds. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe you doomed your brother. But you're okay. We can go in the rounds. Let's do this. Vasa pushes Gunther at that. And Push she all looks, you want. No, now you like, want to fight. You don't get to put Roberto in that situation. You don't get to walk in here all high and mighty and tell us what we're sacrificing, what we're leaving behind. You don't know what we've gone through. You talk about stories, you have no idea what our story's gone through. And you're going to stand there all smug and try to guilt us? Your God sent you on this path to be with us. We don't need you. We're We're here now. You don't get to do that to us. Everything that we've carried on our shoulders, you don't get to put us down as if we're less than you. Don't you dare speak to Roberto like that. Don't you dare speak to our family like that. You don't even know us. And you judge us? You don't know anybody you just left behind. And they're already dead. They're already dead. We're trying to save the future. Nobody's dead yet. And you ain't got nothing but time. Stories to tell. And I didn't mean to guilt you or none, Roberto. I'm sorry. That's how it came across. And I thought it was a little rude. It was a little bit of pressure there. But you made a promise. The southern winds... It's about important. I'm leaving my world for you. So you should appreciate that. And you don't know my story. And I know you've gone through shit. But we all have. We're all going to go through more. It's not going to get any easier after this. So if you want to leave them behind, we'll leave them behind. But I'm just saying. They're there. There's a chance. There's a story. I usually take that opportunity 
Hell, I took it with you. I'm taking it now. I'm going to step forward in this story, right or wrong. However it's written. I'm just saying this is our last chance. And I left that up to Roberto. So, you can yell and holler at me all you want. But you gotta let him speak. He makes that call. For him. Because it was his promise. It wasn't yours. He said I would be your servant. I was there. Funny. For somebody who advocates for his story and his right to talk, you've been talking nonstop. Don't tell me how, how I should respect Roberto. I have nothing but care and love and respect for Roberto. I would die for him. And if you think I was going to go in there without turning around and asking him if this is what he wanted to do, it just goes to show how little you know for the five minutes that you've been with us. So why don't you shut up? Roberto, but he is right. This is your moment, and we are for you. Let's move forward. With that, uh, you all take your... uh your final steps off of Rolanus, and you go deeper and deeper into the rounds, and when you first set foot on Rolanus, you didn't know what kind of story would unfold, and as you leave Rolanus, whether you truly understand the nature of Rolanus or not, you do feel like a chapter of your story is closing, and um, Maybe you had had hopes that it would be a nice, clean, fairy tale like ending um, with all the t- loose ends tied up. Maybe you were worried that you'd never get to see the ending. But um, as you've experienced so often in your journey, um, your endings are what they are and they are whatever meaning you want to pull from them. And as you start to walk through the rounds, you can feel the pull of the weight of Rolanus's stories kind of roll off of your shoulders and you feel maybe a sense of relief but also a sense of departure and a sense of a a closing of a chapter maybe even the closing of a book and as you journey forth into the rounds trusting Gunther to lead you appropriately you know that you're making the next leg of your journey and therefore you're possibly opening up another book to write the next part of your adventure Thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 37, What's Left Behind. If you love what you hear and want to listen to the next episode sooner, you want access to the homebrew rules that we use, or you just want to show some support to the show, you can check us out at patreon.com worldwalkers. Or, if you'd like to show some love another way, leave us a review on iTunes or spread the love on Twitter or Facebook. Anything you can do to help us get the word out about the show is much appreciated and helps us out an incredible amount. I want to thank Kevin McLeod, whose website, Incomitech.com, is where a lot of the music from this episode comes from. Special thanks as well to Raphael Crux and Shane Ivers for their music. You can find their work at FreePD.com and SilvermanSound.com. I also want to thank Sirenscape for providing their sound effects. You can find them at Sirenscape.com. I mean, now that everyone's here, I just wanted to, I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about something a little bit serious. What's up? Um, I did something bad and, um, I, 
it was like, really feel really guilty about it. And I just needed to tell someone about it. Yeah. And I hope that you guys don't judge me. Um, I played D&D with another group. Oh, come <laughs> the fuck on. <laughs> That's cool. Who'd you play with? I'm sorry. They, they meant nothing to me. I was thinking of you guys the whole time. The guy running. Whoa, guys. <laughs> I was going to make a really inappropriate joke. I don't know. I run three games a week and I'm turning another one into a podcast. I mean, if if your guys aren't mad at me yet, I don't think I'd be mad at Enzo. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? <laughs> Materialing our trust? No, ruining it wasn't. Everything we- it wasn't. It hurts so much. I'm sorry. It just made me love you more. <laughs> oh so you know what? Who's going to keep the characters? Who's going to keep it? This is really hard. This sounds like so well rehearsed or lived. Oh, oh yeah, no, definitely. I went in the bathroom like an hour for an hour before we. We actually had a, a 45 minute phone call when we yeah. were both pooping. We, we are, we've actually synced our poop schedules now. Who is your new character? Um. What's his name? Oh. <laughs> Wes. <laughs> uh, I don't, oh, um, his name was Mohabit Ali. <laughs> and it, was a, it was a halfling. Um, I don't even know the classes. Anymore. All right, Roberto's dead to me now. No. <laughs> Bring Mohabit. Mohabit. <laughs> I hope it's you're amazing. I hope you're happy with your new D&D family. <laughs> no. I've just left here holding this whole podcast by myself while you're out there gallivanting about. <laughs> uh, you leave behind the partial structure of what uh, should one day be. Sorry, 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 sorry. I don't know why that keeps going off. I tried to turn <laughs> it off. Sorry. Continue. Uh, you leave me. Oh, well, hold on. We got a phone call up here. <laughs> Go ahead and take it. Knox, is that caller, you? Caller, caller. Go ahead, speak. <laughs> Knox is answering my prayers. <laughs> That's his ring. This, is this, this game, hella emotional. I thought that was like an amazing way to end it. With like, yeah, no, like that... Vasa makes her case. Yeah, and then Gunther makes his appeal, and then Gasa, Gasa, Vasa's like. All right, it's your final decision, Roberto. And I think it was like a really mature, like, like young Roberto might not have done that, but. Oh my God, that was yeah, no, what like those those like monologues by Jane and Wes, like holy shit, they were really good. That was really yeah, really good. That was that was freaking amazing. And yeah. oh, there's gonna be stuff to smooth over. This is gonna be a bumpy <laughs> ride. <laughs> Holy crap! I, I, every time, like you, like you guys have done that a couple of times before, and every time I actually feel like I'm your child and you're my parents, and you guys are fighting, and I'm just like, mom and dad, stay together for the kid. <laughs> like every time, it's just oh, you guys do it so well. Yeah, it was really awesome. Oh my god, so I almost awesome. felt like a physical urge to slap Gunther when he called me like, hey, you know, you're just leaving behind good people. Like, I was just like, oh, fuck no. Like, and then being like, you left your brother behind to die. And I was yeah. like, oh, no. Oh, you yeah, didn't they, do that. The, the guilt trips were real. Well, no, it's just like, if you think about it, it's an incredibly insensitive thing to say. To be like, so you let your brother die, huh? Cool. And I was like, oh. But the thing, that's the thing. It's like, like what he, like you meant, what the feelings that he was trying to elicit it was working. <laughs> it was working really well. 
Gunther, I don't think would. To me, like he didn't say that with like a lot of malice. He just said it with like, yeah, absolutely. This is like a possibility. Like you've let uh-huh. you saw how many giants we passed, uh-huh. and all of those people are heading towards us. You know where they're going. You know what they're doing. You know where. Yeah, you know where he is. You know, but so like it's where Voss like... is coming from is that to like remind them and try to rub their face in that reminder. It really insults how hard it was for them to leave Bromo Stone. It really insults like the emotional journey they had to go through over the course of like few hours to like know what they're risking Bromo Stone mm-hmm. too. I cried. Yeah, there was a lot of crying. <laughs> so it's just like for for them to have like made such a difficult choice to leave Bromo Stone to suddenly be like, by the way, did you know that you're potentially leaving your brother? Dies like. Fuck yeah, we know. Like, come on. <laughs> so yeah, I was just like, oh, all right. Yeah, no, it was really give, him a, give him a good shove back, being like, hold your forces, bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. Was awesome. No, sorry to put you on the spot. No, no, no. You, no, you guys did, <laughs> you so you did great. Just, no, you were so silent for so long. And I was like, oh, is he really conflicted? Is he thinking about it? Yeah, I didn't know it was going to go. I, I, um... The thing I wanted to do with this game this is I wanted to like because I know that there's been like where Lannis is, has been kind of a, a weird world because it likes to kind of push story. And so like I wanted to create this as this last part as loose and free as possible. Like there's a lot of stuff going on, but there's there's no moment where it's like the story is going to push. Like I wanted to give you guys like a a pretty open sandboxy approach to it, so you guys could do whatever you want. Like I was, I mean, I tried to add in a little bit of story incentive to like go one way or the other, but I didn't want it to feel heavy handed. Like I think it might have felt like in other uh, games in Rolanus. <laughs> yeah, no, like that that was great. That was great. Yeah, and so. that's in that moment I wanted Gunther to push the story. Like that's what he was there for. He was just like. <laughs> Knox would have pushed <laughs> towards the story, so he's just here's your chance. <laughs> yeah, and he lit, you know, and he was he was lit, he was trying to let Roberto decide. Now he was trying to sway a little, maybe, but <laughs> yeah, he just was like, "Not me! I'll give you back that vanilla fighting. I'll take the vanilla fighting." 